Hello everyone, this is Pastor John here at Liberty Church of Cosby, and it is Monday, March 23rd, 2020, and you only live once, so live in the moment, right? The Babylon Bee is a satire news site that has a lot of hilarious headlines that they put together just to make comment on the culture, and there's one headline that I saw when everyone was piling on to the spring breakers down in Florida, these college students partying on the beach. There, they came up with this headline that said, Spring Breakers Arrange Scattered Corpses to Spell Out YOLO, Y-O-L-O. And it goes on to say, It's going to take a lot more than a deadly pandemic to stop these party animals. While spring breakers on the Florida coast are dying of the spreading COVID-19 virus, one thing lives on, their right to party. Recent aerial photographs reveal that the recently deceased funsters have been arranged on the beach to spell hashtag YOLO, a popular acronym that stands for the inspirational axiom, you only live once. I will literally party until I pass on enough death fog to wipe out a small country, said one man wearing one of, the, one of those hats with two beer cans on top that have little hoses leading to his face. The beer-headed man's attitude seemed to match many on the beach who expressed no concern for their own deaths or the many deaths to come because of large public gatherings such as this one. The Washington Post reported on a real-life student who said, uh, his name is Bryson Taylor of Ohio, he said, we're just trying to roll with it. We're just living for the moment. Uh, is, that, is that good advice? Live for the moment. I've heard that. I've heard that so many times. I remember talking to one guy uh, down by the river where everybody was getting their rafts together to go whitewater rafting. He said, I'm just living for the moment, dude. And what that meant for him was, I'm going to do what I want now and forget the consequences later. Is that wisdom? I think there is a right way to live for the moment and a wrong way. There is a right way to live in the moment. If that is, I'm going to cast my cares on the Lord, I'm not going to worry about things, I'm not going to be bogged down in a faithless despair, I'm going to trust God, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do in the here and now, and I'm going to find peace in the here and now, I think that's a good way to live in the moment. The foolish way to live in the moment is to say, I'm going to do what I want to do right now and not worry about the future consequences. We have this stupid confidence that says, I can do what I want now, and there won't be any consequences later. Or if there are, I'm not going to worry about them now. But a wise man looks down the road, looks over the chessboard, sees two or three movements down to see what are the consequences of my choices. But even the most uh, bold and confident people who are in that moment still look both ways before they cross the street. We all need to live like that. That's just wisdom. Proverbs 27, 12 says, A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Uh, that's a great verse in the middle of a pandemic. If you can tell that there's a problem out there, it's best to hide yourself. And I think especially in the next few weeks, it is great and important that we all take it seriously and do what we can to minimize the effect of this viral spread. <laughs> This is something I heard a man say that I thought was very wise. People are making comparisons of this virus with the seasonal flu or with other things, other sicknesses. You can't compare 
an unknown virus. It's just beginning its course in our own country and beginning its, its spread around the world with a known quantity whose numbers and patterns are well known. That's a false comparison. So I don't think it's a game. We shouldn't be stupidly confident. I'm putting out this audio because I want to stay in touch with all of our church folks. I want us to to hear from one another. I want you to hear from me. I want to encourage you. And um, if others in the, around the world or around the country want to listen in, that's fine. And with that in mind, I do want to encourage everyone, especially in this next week when we are bound to hear more numbers of cases of those with the coronavirus, we hear those numbers rise, we, we hear scarier stories, that uh, we should take it seriously. We should take the protocol seriously, to wash our hands, to do the social distancing, and not be stupidly confident. I was looking back at how my mind was processing the development of the, of the coronavirus story. Uh, I went from, oh, I hear something's going on in China, there's a virus over there, to, oh, I can see how if they get on planes, there might be something uh, that gets over here, something that happens maybe in a far-off land like California, but that would be a problem over there, wouldn't it? And then, oh, the, the government, the news media, they're talking a little bit more about this thing. Then all of a sudden we jump tracks and I'm saying, what? We're being told to stay at home, we're t we're, I'm being told to wash my hands? And then I, I'm like, hey, why are they throwing our economy in the tank? To my skepticism kicking in, to like, is this some sort of government power grab? What is going on in the world? You get a little conspiracy theory going in your mind to like, okay, maybe we better get some things in store, put some more food in the pantry, get a few supplies on hand. Then we have a meeting. All right, let's suspend our services for a while here at the church. Now I'm into, you know what? This is not a game. This is not a game, and it is time to hunker down and try to do all we can to stop this thing. There's a book called The Screwtape Letters. It was written during World War II. It's a famous book, and in, in, it's got a fictional setup. It's a fictional structure where a senior demon is instructing a junior demon on how to mess up a Christian, his Christian patient, so to speak. And the senior demon is named Screwtape, the junior is Wormwood, and Screwtape letter number 15 is a great letter talking about time and how we should relate to time and think about time. Just listen to what he said here, Screwtape letter 15. My dear Wormwood, I had noticed, of course, that the humans were having a lull in their European war. Of course, he's writing in World War II. What they naively call the war. And I'm not surprised that there is a corresponding lull in the patient's anxieties. Do we want to encourage this or keep him worried? Tortured fear and stupid confidence are both desirable states of mind. The writer here is saying that the enemy of our souls, your soul, believes that tortured fear and stupid confidence are both desirable states of mind. And so if you are tortured in your fear for the future or stupidly confident in your fear or in your view of the future, it doesn't matter. Those are good, bad places to be, according to the enemy of your heart. The humans live in time, but our enemy destines them to eternity. 
He therefore, I believe, wants them to attend chiefly to two things. So he's saying what he's saying here, God wants us to attend to chiefly two things, to eternity itself and to the point of time that they call the present. For the present is the point at which time touches eternity. So the demon goes on to say, our business is to get them away from the eternal and from the present. With this in view, we sometimes tempt a human, say a widow or a scholar, to live in the past. But this is of limited value, for they have some real knowledge of the past, and it has a determinate nature, and to that extent resembles eternity. So the enemy goes on to say, it is far better to make humans live in the future. The future is, of all things, the least like eternity. It is the most completely temporal part of time, for the past is frozen and no longer flows, and the present is all lit up with eternal rays. But we want a man hag-ridden by the future, haunted by visions of an imminent heaven or hell upon earth, ready to break the enemy's commands in the present, if by so doing we make him think he can attain the one or avert the other. We want a whole race perpetually in pursuit of the rainbow's end, never honest nor kind nor happy now. So that is screw tape letter number 15. I invite you to check it out. There's a lot more there, reminding us and helping us orient our thoughts on how we are to relate to time. Should we live in the moment without regard to future consequences? Should we be stuck in the past or hag-ridden about the future? The best advice is to live in the moment, trusting God with a view to eternity. Let me finish up with 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 10 through 11. But may the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen.